Hello, my beautiful souls. My name is Saskia Weiss, your host of Destined for More, the podcast. I'm a manifestation expert and mindset coach. I am wildly obsessed with all things manifestation, spirituality, self-growth, and the divine feminine. You can see me as your spiritual best friend. I'll lead you back to love and I'll show you how to manifest all of your desires so that you can live, embody, and experience a life wilder than your wildest dreams. Create your heaven on earth, become the person you're meant to be, and have it all. This podcast is for the fierce woman who won't settle because she knows she's destined for more. More abundance, more love, more joy, more ease. Discover your fire and your softness. Unleash that wild woman within and make your life extraordinary. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome to the very first podcast episode of Destined for More, the podcast. I am so excited to do this. This has actually been something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And sometimes it takes some time, but then, you know, you start to get bold enough and then you just do something and it feels amazing and meant to be. And once you are outside of your comfort zone and actually took the leap, it turns out it's much easier than I ever would have imagined. And again, I'm so happy you're here. In this episode, I... Um, talking about different lessons that I've learned from watching the movie Divergent. Not just the first one, the whole series. I've also read the books twice now and I've seen all of the movies a couple times. I am quite obsessed with the whole faction system and Triss and Four story. I'm also a humongous fan of Theo James. So let's just talk about a few different lessons that have stood out the most to me while I was watching the movies and also reading the books. Before I start with the lessons, I just want to give you a quick quick summary of the different factions. If you're not familiar with them yet or have read the books some time ago, they came out in 2012, I think, the first one. And the movie, the first movie came out in 2014, so it's been quite some time. I just still love it and had to watch it again. So we have five different factions. There's Amity, the peaceful. Then there's Abnegation, the selfless. Dauntless, the brave, which is also my favorite. Then Kanda, the honest. And Erudite, the intelligent. And then we also have people who are divergent, meaning they fit into more than just one faction. And we also have the factionless, which are the people who don't fit into any of those factions. So my first lesson that I've learned is that there's different parts or aspects of our personality and they all exist within us. They all exist within ourselves. Some are stronger than others, but they're all within us and we are not just born into something, but rather we have the opportunity to evolve and to strengthen them. Meaning that Tris, for example, was born in abnegation and even though she thinks she's not selfless, I think she's actually one of the biggest or the most selfless people on that show. And she was born into abnegation, but she also felt a very strong pull towards Dauntless. And when she's there, she finds her own bravery and she's like far outgrowing herself and... If we all just focus into what we are born into and that 
if we think that that's the only thing that we can be, that's the thing we are meant to be, then I personally think that we are limiting ourselves. Second lesson is that we are not defined by our genetics, but by who we are. And we become who we are through our energy and decisions. If you don't like who you currently are, just make different decisions now and change the narrative. And I think this speaks volumes to the test that everyone has to do before choosing their new ceremony when everyone turns 16. Um, before everyone has to choose their new faction. So... So many people, for example, how the whole narrative was when Caleb took the test and we didn't know what his test results would be, but I certainly was sure that he would stay in abnegation, but he chose erudite. And, you know, in the movie he was, he was depicted as, is that even the right word? I'm not sure. He was shown as a character who is very selfless, who it's easy for to be in abnegation and to be a part of abnegation. And even Tris was so sure that her brother would never go anywhere else. I feel so many people are thinking that the way they are born is who they are and they don't have any choice or free will to change. And in fact, I think that's it's quite the opposite. We all are defined by who we are. And that is very focused on the present moment. And it doesn't matter who you've been in the past or what you think you are right now. It's all about who you are. And even if you've been someone in the past that you despise right now, you have the power to change this right now. The past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist. Only the present exists. And that's actually quite miraculous and powerful when you realize this. Because it does give you all of the tools to change who you are right now. And we are not just born with our genetics and it's predestined who we are going to be. We actually all have choices all of the time. Let's talk about lesson number three, which is that Dauntless is not fearless. They are brave and they find a way to move through their fear and to work with what's going on right now. They face all of their fears head on and they overcome them. They know they have fear, but they don't let it stop them. And it's the opposite, quite actually, because their fears make them stronger and that's why they are able to adapt to any situation. And their fear is just a feeling, it's just an emotion. They don't let it mean anything. They don't let it mean that they are weak or that they have to be ashamed of something. It's just fear. And they all work through it. They all come up with strategies in the simulation, in the sim. How to work with what's going on right there and then. Even when all of their emotions and senses are heightened. They actually let their fear fuel their fire within. And that's what makes them so powerful. Um, I mean, Tris is not the best example here, I think. Because... She, because she's divergent, she knows she's innocent, and I think she's quite amazing. But for example, let's talk about Christina or someone else. I don't think their sim, their simulations are very much explained in the books either. I think it's just for sim and then Triss's sim. Um, both of them are divergent, so they both are aware that they're. You know, that's not the reality, that they're just in the simulation. In the movies, it's described 
a bit differently because I think in the movies they have made the difference between people who are divergent and people who are normal, quote-unquote normal, um, bigger because divergent people would just almost like manipulate the sim and for example Tris when she's in this glass container she is able to just crush the glass and then four shows her within his sim that she can't do that and then in her final test Tris is not breaking the glass but she is somehow stopping the water from coming in so she doesn't drown I think she is just taking off her jacket and stops the water from flooding in but in general they are both all or they are all of them all of Dauntless are moving through their fear and they find a way to work with what's going on right there and then but also in terms of manifestation let's say we are all divergent and I think we are <laughs> if we would live in those in this faction system we would all be divergent even when you are having a situation where you fear something very much just to make sure make sure that you are aware find a way to become aware of what's going on right now and then realize that it's just fear and you can almost see fear like a sim it's not something that's actually going on of course sometimes there are threats or there's actual danger and that's different but i'm talking about everyday life where you know actually that you are perfectly fine and safe for example if you have a fear of public speaking just Become aware that what's going on right there and then in your mind, in your body, it's just a feeling, it's just an emotion. You can always, you can almost see it like a sim and just decide that this is what's going on and I feel this and know I'm always going to be okay because this is not real. This is just something my mind perceives in a certain way and it's not like this for everyone. So if it's not like this for everyone, I can just decide to do things differently. I can decide to be supported and I can decide to let this be easy and let this be fun and I can let the universe show me a very easy solution and a creative solution right here and, and then. So just something to keep in mind that Dauntless is a very brave faction and they're not fearless and because they're not fearless they are actually super brave because people who are fearless don't have to bring up any courage. So the goal is never to be fearless and I don't think that's very realistic. I still have fears every day that I work through. Some days are harder than others, but fear, I think, personally, just never goes away. It's something that's always going to be there, which is also very healthy because it does keep us alive and it is a survival mechanism of our ego, which works pretty well. For example, when you're in a dangerous situation and you have to run and then you run faster because you are afraid and then there's the adrenaline adrenaline rush, <laughs> hard word, that's keeping you safe because you're running just faster and faster. Next one. So the next lesson is that a weakness is just something that you can work on and improve and it doesn't mean anything about you. When Tris joined Dauntless, she was not strong and she wasn't skilled. She also wasn't very talented in combat, but she worked and she believed and she took inspired action again and again and again. And she didn't doubt herself to the point that she would give up. She was acting as if, and that's why she made it, that's how she became so good in such a short amount of time. 
And I think that's also how she's proven to herself that she's actually quite capable of managing anything that's coming her way. And she knew after um, the initiation tests um, that she was just unstoppable. She knew that no matter what would come her way, she would find a way to move through it and to thrive. And I think that's just such a such a powerful lesson to learn and something that has impressed me very deeply. Also just to know that not everyone is great at something that they just start doing. And it's okay to not be amazing when you start doing something. It doesn't mean you don't have talent. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. And it doesn't mean you won't ever succeed. It just means that right now there's lots of room to improve. And if we take action, and this is often very small action that we take regularly and consistently again and again and again until we make a big stretch. And I feel like so many successful people, when they look back, Sometimes we forget to realize that we've actually come a very long way and it's not always the big action. Like it's not, for example, business-wise, I think it's so glamorized when someone's successful, but the truth is that it's hard work, not even hard work, but it's consistent work every day that you put in. It's launching the podcast, it's taking on, and launching even launching the podcast, it's not just launch the launch is the big thing it's sitting down it's coming up with a name first of all it's deciding that you want to do a podcast and then it's sitting down and making a plan because i think that's where most people are actually failing so you know you want to do a podcast you think of a name you make a cover you make an intro you make an outro you find the right audios for your intro and your outro then you actually start the start setting up the podcast you write a description, you start recording the different episodes, then you have to upload those different episodes, then you actually launch the podcast. And those are just all small steps and they all add up to the big launch. And then you can say, you know, I have a podcast. And that's great. But when we hear, oh, someone has a podcast, no one initially thinks of all those small steps. And I just want to put off the pressure of you if you have a very big goal, just take some time and sit down and write them down into actionable steps that you can actually take right now. And then you take one step after the next and one step after another. And then in no time, you've actually reached your goal. And it's not that hard. It's just small steps and they're all adding up. And that's when people quantum leap. Next lesson is that being vulnerable is so strong. In the second book, when Tris is overwhelmed by the feelings of guilt she has um, because of killing her friend Will and because, the, because of the fact that both of her parents died for her, she is actually shutting out for. And he is not giving her what she needs in those situations. And I'm specifically talking about how he acts after he finds out that Tris has killed Will. This is when they are at Candor Faction and they are taking the truth serum and they have to answer all of these questions about what went on and Tris actually wasn't able to open up to four before that even though he's asked her several times if she's okay and what's going on because he sensed that something was not right with her. 
And he, after he finds out that she killed Will, he tells her to stop going on suicidal attempts without having weapons and he tells her what not to do and he's not talking in a very sensitive voice like he can't understand he can't understand why she wouldn't tell him and she's doing all of these crazy things because she's feeling so guilty she just wants to die i think i don't think she's aware of it but the way she handles herself really does make you think um, as a reader, makes you think that she does not want to be alive anymore. And it's only later that when she's almost dying, she realizes she really does not want to die. She actually wants to live. And she she does have that sense of survival and that urge to survive. So she needs him. He's not able to give her or he does not know what he needs to give her. And he tells her to stop going on suicidal attempts without having any weapons. And later in the book, when Four is rescuing her from Erudite, where she was captured, they both have an, have a very honest and vulnerable talk. She in the in that talk, she tells him that she did want to die, or at least thought she did, but she was overwhelmed by all of the feelings of guilt. And she explains that he always sees her as someone strong, but what she needed most was not motivation, but actually his gentleness and his understanding and his warmth. And then, in turn, Ford tells her that how he felt, and especially how he felt when she shut him out. And there are examples like when Ford tells Tris he is afraid that something will happen to her, that's a very big thing and just having these honest talks requires real vulnerability everything is just out in the open and i think that through these honest talks which are very hard for both of them um that's how their relationship becomes so strong and so healthy and i think it's a very conscious relationship actually especially for people who are so young i don't think we any of us actually do this just the way they communicated with, I feel this and that, and when you do this and that, it makes me feel that. And I would actually need you to do this, or it would be much better for me if you would say it like this, or if you could offer me that kind of support in that situation. Um, so because of this honest talk, they can fully trust each other, and none of them have to guess what the other person feels, needs, or thinks. And they tell each other all of this and they're being very vulnerable. And that's how they're both able to show up for each other in a way that is nurturing for the other person, but is also in integrity and alignment with themselves. I think being vulnerable requires so much bravery because we literally strip naked emotionally. And the thing is that without vulnerability, you can't build this kind of connection and relationship. And I think this is both also very much playing into the fact that both foreign interests have been born into abnegation and then switched or changed to dauntless. They're both selfless, they're both very brave, and they're both also very intelligent. I just love this whole faction system i am convinced i would have chosen and abnegation i would have chosen dauntless i love dauntless so much i think aside from the fact that they're killing everyone which you know they can't really 
be made accountable for since they were in a sim. But I love how they're fighting, I love how they're improving, I love how they handle fear and how they all just support each other so much. I think it looks so much fun to be there. Um, I like the other factions too, it's just that Dauntless speaks the most to me. Probably also because Triss's time there was, um, I think, very well shown. And yeah, I think it's just amazing. So amazing. And the next and final lesson is that we are all multidimensional beings. We are all divergent. And as I said before, I love the, the concept of the different factions. And I am convinced I would have chosen Dauntless. I love the thirst of knowledge and understanding things like Erudite is craving. I like that Amate is so friendly and that Abnegation is selfless and helping. I value honesty like Candor and I'm more Dauntless. I think I am more Dauntless than the other factions, just like Triss's and just like Tobias's. Both Triss and Tobias are also Abnegation as you probably know by now, <laughs> and they're also both highly intelligent and honest with each other. They're both very kind to each other as well, and I think we are all multidimensional, and we don't just fit into one category, into one faction. We can fit into one, just like I can say I would choose Dauntless. I also know I'm not just Dauntless, I'm so much more, just like all of the others are too, just like you are as well. So the lesson that I have learned from this is embrace who you are, find freedom and peace with the fact that you can be, be one thing, you can be more than one thing, and the way you are is just perfect. The way you are designed is the perfect way for you to reach all of your dreams. And these are all of my lessons. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to hear from you if you like this kind of format. If you do, please send me a DM on my Instagram account. And I will see you in the next part. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you deeply loved and resonated with what you heard today, please share with you. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on my Instagram at sassyweiss. And if you're ready to take the next step on your journey, go to my website sassyweiss.com to work with me even deeper. I love and appreciate you so much and I can't wait to connect even more with you in the next episode. Until then, I'm sending you love. Manifest the extraordinary.